Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Bands of Ireland stream. Uh, my name is Keith Kelly, and I'm joined by Santa here and Santa in the. Hey, hello. <laughs> How are you, Barbara? Santa's little helper. Uh, great. Good now. You've got Good Santa's now. little helper there with you, don't you? Oh, of course. He sure he yeah. always snuggles in for a, a watcher to see what's going on. See. <laughs> Uh, how, have, how have you been this week? Good week, good week this yeah. week. Still alive, good still week. creating more havoc. So it's like, yeah, Excellent. and it looks like there might be a light at the end of the tunnel with all sorts of bandy things at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel. This week, I, I, I deal with so much um, happening in the US all the time. Sometimes I'm kind of not clued into what's happening or what the general feeling is here at home. But I mean, I'm getting a lot of positive vibes in the last week or yeah. week or so. Certainly out of the US, um, there's a lot of positivity there uh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think people are starting to feel a little bit more, hopefully not po positive too soon that they're not going to go out and start doing silly things outside. But yeah. But, um, I think people are starting to get a bit more positive. Yeah, seems to be. Seems to be. Um, yeah, a couple of bands around the place look like they're going to be able to get reduced numbers together if we drop back to level three. I think it is from the first that there's a couple of potential mm -hmm. little crispy things that can come up, which is finally, as they say, like a light at the end of the tunnel. A small yeah. little one is just a blinker of one at the minute, but it's it's one at least. You know, I know, I know, like yeah, my the kids in Balnaslow are practicing their Christmas uh, carols at the mm -hmm. moment. Uh, you know, just to practice all of that and not to have the opportunity then to actually perform. Well, it you would can just be really in the middle of the summer. We can, we can. Christmas festival can be done at any time, any place. Any right? every organization, and I will play with every single one of them just for the sake of doing it. <laughs> well, you know what? I will not put Christmas festival on the program. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I know you because you you've said this a lot over the years. But I tell you what, twenty twenty one might be the opportunity for you to make that happen. If we don't get to play Christmas carols live this year, I will be more than happy to play Christmas carols at any other time during the year with you. So um, let's let's put a pin in that and see whether whether, yeah. <laughs> whether we can do that. Well, I, I have a plan hatching a big charity thing coming up now. It's not a band thing; it's an orchestral thing, and it's called. Christmas don't talk in about that here. Yeah, but it's called Christmas in July for obvious reasons. And next year could be the year that that will happen. Well, you know, well, look, let, let's let's hope we actually do ma manage to have our, our bands um, back this Christmas. But uh, yeah. if that doesn't happen, well, th there's something to look forward to. Um, so I start off the show every week by just reminding people that we have our awards um, open at the moment. So if you're not aware of what the Band of Bands of Ireland Awards are, they're awards that um, are given to people that make a big difference in the band community. It can go to musicians, conductors, uh, the janitors, the people that open the the uh, the band room, the people that make the tea, the people that bring the coffee. Um, if you have someone that has contributed greatly to your band over the years, you can nominate that person. Uh, how you nominate them is you go to bandsofireland.com forward slash awards and you can fill out the form there. So you don't even have to email us this year. It's You go straight to the website and everything goes done straight through that web website. Um, you can find out the information here. Look, I've got a like fancy little ticker that's going to go by for the next while. We've had quite a few nominations already, uh, but uh, there's two weeks left, and we'd love to see a lot more nominations. Myself and Barbara can't nominate this year, and we know how many people are out there that are deserving of being nominated, but we're relying on you guys out there to actually do the nomination. There's like people that myself and Barbara are talking about all the time. Like, oh, it'd be great to see this person nominated. 
we haven't seen them being nominated yet. And I'm not going to mention any names at the moment, but there's a lot of people out there that should be nominated. So if you know one of those people, get on it. Now, just to be clear, I'll tell you the people that I would love to see nominated. You could do it in my name then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and just to be clear, myself and Barbara aren't on the judging panel either. So maybe, Barbara, you can talk a little bit about the judging panel before before we bring our guest on. Yeah, well, we're completely off the, the scenes this year with it, other than we, we'll be watching what's going on, but we're not actively um, nominating people, judging people. So the, the, the judging panel this year, we have Oshi Malloy, we have Alan Kuna, we have Stephen Kearns and Kevin Riley and Danny, Danny Carr. And Danny and Kevin were both winners from last year. Um, so it's extending the whole and every genre of band music is covered brass, concert band, marching, the whole lot. It's all covered in through the judges that we have, and the four corners of the country are covered as well. That's also important because we forget the bands up the north, the ones in the west, the, you know, in different places. So this way, they're everywhere, every corner is covered for yeah. judges. So look, it's really simple to get the nomination in. Um, it only takes a few minutes. Um, and, uh, you know, if you want to have other people in your band make nominations as well, they can do that too. Uh, it only takes one nomination to be considered for the awards. But if you have two or three people that would like to write separate su submissions, they should go and do that too. Because it just it just helps give the judges perspective on what this person has done for their band. So um, the last couple of uh, weeks, we have had um, uh, some band members on from uh, different uh, different bands. We had Laura Doyle uh, in week one with the Clara Town Band. We had Sean then last week from uh, from Trim, and this week we are featuring uh, one of Ireland's uh, most famous bands, and they're this year's band person of the year, Hannah Levy from Dublin Concert Band. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Hi. Good evening, Keith and Beth. How are you? Hello. Look, I have to. Covered has been bestowed to me for one year. I'm so, so, so chuffed. That's a really fancy award, actually. That, that looks really nice. Really hefty and heavy. And it was uh, offered by the family of uh, Tommy Ryan to, um, uh, to in his memory, he was. I uh, was very lucky to have met him, if only for a few short months, when I first joined the band in uh, 2014, and he mm. was still uh, the tuba chair, and uh, he was yeah. just the kindest, most funny man as well. I mean, he was he was just a gem. So we we wanted to have something in his name, you know, to commemorate him. But you know, every year, it's called the Thomas Ryan Perpetual Trophy. So it's bestowed on one band member every year. And I, I come after illustrious, uh, great caliber people like Noel Kavanagh, you know him, uh, Simon Ely, who is also in the army band with you, Keith, mm -hmm. I think. And uh, last year was Hazel, uh, because she also, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody contributes in so many different ways in the band. So I was, I was actually surprised to get it this year. I thought um, it was going to go to Toby or... Um, uh, Muren Nigul, she's uh, she's one of our flautists who works for the opera. There's so many people who are professionally involved in uh, in music, and Muren uh, Sheehan as well, who works for Music Network and all sorts of professional musicians and student musicians. And so I, I, I'm I'm really still the rookie or the lowest in the pecking order of musicianship, but I try and help in other ways. So I think that's why I got it. So thank you for that. 
<laughs> well, well, Hannah, I'm, I, must, I must say, I mean, you're being very, very modest in saying saying a lot of that. And I'm sure your band colleagues in, in Dublin Concert Band will agree with, with what I'm saying here. Um, you're one of the biggest supporters of community banding. I mean, any time that, you know, you see other bands running projects or events or Bands of Ireland run something or ISWO run something, I mean, you're straight in there and supporting it and just giving it goodwill and... Um, you know, I think that's 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 so important to have that optimism and and just goodwill in any organization from, you know, between organizations, but also in in any organization. I'm sure that's probably one of the reasons that the band members in Dublin Concert Band wanted to recognize that, you know. I, yeah, I, I guess so. But I think from my point of view, it's very self-serving because it's, it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> And you meet such gorgeous people along the way all across the country. And I mean, it's it's just such a great excuse, you know, music making to just, uh, especially as a foreigner, to to have integrated and immersed myself here and, and learn more about the specific band culture and North Dub culture and Artane culture. <laughs> so it's all, now it's all been, like I said on Sunday to my bandmates, it's, it's so enriching on so many levels for me. Um, personally that it's it's a no-brainer something fun's happening anywhere we want to be in on it you know <laughs> and help in any capacity you know if it's bringing a music stand so be it or if it's i don't oh, know Sorry about i remember i am saying or bringing a broken person to a gig i i remember i've only known hannah a few but three years maybe four years at the most and i feel like i've known her since i was three you know she's she's one of those people and I was in hospital last year. I knew I was allowed to get out for a couple of hours with bits hanging out of me and all the rest of it. And Hannah says, DCB have a gig this evening. Why don't we see, can you play in it just to give you something to do? And just like that, Barbara was whipped out of the hospital with everything sticking out her needles all because Hannah decided, come on. And it was the best thing that could have been done for me. And that's Hannah to the backbone. Like yeah. She thinks of everybody and every possible scenario to get you to do something, you know, which right. is lovely many people like that out there you no, know there, there are a lot i think i've i've come across oh. many many such kind in my band and in other bands that they're, they're again it's just giving people an avenue to pitch in and and contribute in any way and and people will be there people will answer the call it's yeah, um, uh, we're not going to spend a half an hour of, uh, of 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 convincing each other why you should have it and why you convincing us why why other people <laughs> should have it. So <laughs> hopefully everybody will get the accolade once in a while. And that's also one thing actually I have to say uh, with the the way the band works and the committee, they're all so encouraging. And every time somebody does something, they get acknowledged immediately and and thanked profusely. So you know it wasn't. It's not like I felt I needed any more than that. Um, it's it's just. It's you are right, though. I mean, as a band, um, you know, and I mean, they're very different to a lot of other. You know, there's there's, there's a lot of bands out there that are very much sort of. Um, almost schools of music, right? You know, like our uh, Artane band, of course, but then even some of the rural bands, uh, you know, RD concert band and so on. Dublin concert band is very different for anyone that, that isn't uh, aware of it. it. It is, it's all adults. Um, I know that we was a youth band there, I think at one yeah, step. It, it, it didn't used to be all, all adults. Hmm. Yeah. And I think there is a vision in the future to hopefully try and come back to having a youth band feeding into a senior band and also, uh, 
helping making ties in the community and in the north inner city Dublin where we've been more active as well. So it's it's all still there. It's just being able to implement it again in in a logistical satisfactory way. Yeah, well, it, just, it, it attracts so many because you are right. Sorry, Barbara. Uh, but yeah. you are right. There's it, as well as attracting so many great musicians. It does attract all of these amazing skills from from all over the place. Um, you know, you've got people that are, uh, as you said, like Marin Sheen with Music Network, and you've got people like Marini Ghoul that that is that that's with Irish Opera, and just this this amazing skill set of people that that help to just build a, a great organization. Yeah, and even even on an amateur level, the caliber of musicianship that's in DCP is unreal. I mean, I'm 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 really still. Um, faking my way through it, quite frankly. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there's it's 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 just the emulation and the the boost it gives you to actually try and get better uh, on the musical level as well is is great fun. Um, I just but, want to go through some of these comments for anyone that isn't uh, that that's listening on the podcast after the live stream. Uh, we had Alan Kuna, one of our judges for 2020, text in and say, "Any chance of seeing the nominations?" <laughs> Yes, we will send the nominations to the judges, Alan. <laughs> That's part of the plan. Um, so, yes. Uh, Dublin Concert Band saying, we're very proud of you, Hannah. Uh, Kenneth Whelan saying, go, Hannah. And Hazel Mander saying, adults who act like kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we, we've, we've, um, we, we've seen DCB down in Clonakilty. We, we know that they know how to have fun as well as be very professional and very good musicians. I think the last time that DCB had the had the, it used to be the number one, two, and three bands before the senior, intermediate, and junior. And I think the last time that they had the two younger bands, the the, the intermediate and junior band, was back in the early nineties. Because I remember Brian Dale and myself used to run the junior band and the senior band for or the intermediate band for DCB and brought the whole lot of them down to Clannacilty. And if I remember rightly, we won one of the I think it was the junior competition down there. That year, with the the first time the junior band had gone on an outing as such, you know, all those years ago, yeah. <clears throat> so you know, over the, over the years, I've actually only played with um, DCB once, one gig <laughs> in Farmley House. Um, uh, they never asked me back. <laughs> but you know, the reason I bring it up is because actually I, I was sitting beside you on that day, Hannah. Actually, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, John Doe was yeah. conducting. It was, I think, I think one of my very first gigs actually with DCB as well. At okay. The time. Yeah. No, I was very green. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your background, Hannah. Where, where, where did you, where, where did you um, learn music? Was band always a part of your your um, childhood? No, I wish I wish I could say that. Maybe uh, maybe I'd be a bit better at it now if I did. I, I was uh, I was born in Israel, and we moved to France when I was about six years old. And I remember having this epiphany in uh, one of the outings where they took us um, to uh, to see a concert. It was a chamber music concert with a wind quintet. Very unusual to take a primary school kid to these things, but I guess in France it happened. And I was just memorized by the clarinet and I was fixated. And every, uh, not every Christmas, but every Hanukkah, I would ask for a clarinet. <laughs> and eventually when I was nine, uh, I got a clarinet. And at first I was, uh, I was starting to play it on my own. Um, and my dad was a big uh, bridge buff, uh, bridge player. He used to get paid 
by really good players to play with him in, in competitions and national French competitions and you name it. And one of his uh, partner uh, was Mehmet Ermakasta. He was a Turkish teacher of clarinet in the Conservatoire in Nantes, where we lived in the south of Brittany. And they were playing one Sunday in the house and I was tooting away at the clarinet downstairs and the guy was like, who's who's playing the clarinet? My dad said, my kid has this obsession, but we, we haven't actually done anything about it yet in terms of classes and that. So he, he kind of marched down and came to my room and made me um, play a few things and give me a few pointers. And then he helped um, get me my first teacher and get me into the music school. Um, and very sadly, he passed away. He had a brain tumor very young. He passed away maybe three or four years after that. And my dad surprised me with uh, one of his clarinets uh, that I still uh -huh. have to this day, yeah. Um, that he had earmarked for me. Um, he had many instruments, obviously, but he had, he had kept a few for some special students. <laughs> it was only uh -huh. special because he liked playing bridge with my dad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> So I just I just played the clarinet. I loved it. I, but it was all orchestral, very academic, very you know sort of old school uh, mm -hmm. approach to classical music and music theory and the whole nine yards. And I actually found it quite hard. I really always wanted to play music for fun more so than having any professional outlook on it or anything. Um, so after I graduated from uh, high school, I left the clarinet completely. Uh, went on to study. I uh, did an MBA in Paris, then I lived in Asia for a year. And when I went to Asia, I didn't take the clarinet because I was worried the wood would split. So I bought a secondhand flute on a on the market in, in, in Brooklyn because I was I was doing a, uh, an internship in New York at the time after I graduated. And then I went to Asia with the flute for a while and I tinkered away on that. So I, I feel your pain to this day, Keith, <laughs> trying to learn the flute on your own. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that it's become uh, be, become a, a national thing that I'm trying to learn. Oh, uh, I'm trying to learn flutes. <laughs> you know, someday, someday so I'll play, play a gig in uh, with, with DCB on flute. Oh, <laughs> it's being great company. Our flute section is amazing. They're all gorgeous girls, and they all can play their That's stuff great. out. I can, I can mime for the entire gig. So. <laughs> You're covered. <laughs> You're covered. So, so uh, yeah, anyway, so, you, so you bought the flute. Uh, I for a long time, I, I didn't touch an instrument for twenty odd years, uh, but I'm a big, uh, uh, I'm a big um, jazz buff. I always went to jazz gigs. I lived in San Francisco for twelve years before I moved to Ireland, and um, I, I always had this sort of. Uh, fantasy of playing the tenor sax. I mean, that, that's just my voice. That's my instrument of choice. I have an alto. I never touch it. I have a soprano. I avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, um, it's all about the tenor in my house anyway, in my head and in my heart. But um, um, when I moved to Ireland, my, you know, with my infant son, um, I didn't think for a long time I would do anything. But then my 40th birthday came up and then I was asked very politely what I wanted. And I said, I'm buying myself. Uh, or whether my partner, you're buying me a tenor sax. <laughs> and then I took lessons for about a year with a great, great guy called Gavin Cairns, who had come out of New Park and who had his wedding band and jazz band. And like he's, we're, he's an old soul. We we love the same kind of jazz. 
And uh, he took me under his wing for about a year or two. And then I thought he thought, you know, you got to go play in a group that there's no fun being on your own doing transcriptions with me at home. So I went to DOP first. Um, and then that's where I met because I was very lucky the one year ever they needed a tenor sax for a Prokofiev thing at Christmas. <laughs> I got the job. And I met uh, through there, I met the gorgeous David Meany, who's one of our solid clarinetists in the band. And mm. I asked him, where else do you play? And he said, well, why don't you knock uh, at the DCB door? So I did. And uh, uh, I was so lucky, Derek, Claire, and uh, John Cullen at the time were all in the sax section and took me under their wing and were so encouraging and patient as well, I have to say, because... Um, for a long time, I kept showing up. I don't know. I was never told that I didn't have the grade, but I just kept showing up. And eventually, it was developed into this wonderful uh, relationship. I, I mean, from my end of it, for sure. And uh, well, also, I just, um, I really have the lowest credentials of music of the whole band, but it's, it, it doesn't matter. Again, in community music making, there's a place for everyone, as long as you have the enthusiasm and it's yeah. uh, it's just so rewarding. Uh, yeah, uh, ab yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Barbara. No, that's exactly it. She's a hundred percent nail on the head, like nail on the head. Yeah, I mean, like uh, DCB is, is is just one example of, of of all of those community bands that are out there that that are just welcoming musicians, and you know, I think it's one of the things that makes community bands that little bit special in in the world of of music, you know, in in, in the country is that like there's the the doors open to anybody, you know, and that that goes from the Dublin concert bands to the Clara Town bands to the Barrack Street bands. Um, you know, and uh, DCB are, are one of the most welcoming groups out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and <laughs> you keep turning up if they won't turn your way. <laughs> no, but it's, it's wonderful because there's such a great mix. Uh, for me, what I love is the whole intergenerational aspect of being in the band as well. Mm -hmm. And all walks of life, um, we have a good few foreigners. There's Aitor from Spain, um, you know, myself from France, America, wherever. There's, uh, we, we've had Toby from Germany. There's a student who come to Dublin for two, two or three years and they're looking for a place to play. And they end up coming to the band. And then invariably when they visit, they come back again and see us. I mean, it's it just this, this whole network across the world of people who have connections to the band now. Um, and then... I mean, it's it's just wonderful. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know where else you'd get that, honestly. I mean, you you've yeah. actually you, you've actually fallen in love with the whole band concept so much that your your son is actually uh, now uh, learning trumpet. Isn't that yeah. right? Against his will? No, no. Actually, <laughs> he always loved the trumpet. In fairness, he he always kind of zeroed in on that one instrument when wherever we take him. Mm -hmm. um, but we were so lucky that you were also very instrumental in getting him in the band at the time. He took for a few lessons when he was seven, when his uh, front teeth finally grew. <laughs> he, um, he went to Avril Burbridge, uh, David, uh, great trumpet player's daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, he just had a baby daughter too. It's great. All these generations of musicians following us. It's great. And um, so she uh, she gave him great uh, great basis technically, and then uh, after a few months, I took him to Artane, and you took him in for an, for a couple of auditions in the band. Like he just sat in and he could read and play, and he, same thing. He just kept showing up, and you kept opening the door for him. So it's great. <laughs> he loves it. Actually, I think he really likes it because even when I play with DCB, the few 
things we do here and there uh, in the summer and uh, even on my street we had because of covid we've had limited numbers allowed he he kind of takes his instrument and he sits beside frank and tries to play alongside him and you know sight read and so it's 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 just lovely i mean as a parent i try not to gush too much or make him see how proud and how happy it makes me but just for him to be able to tap into that sense of identity to be in the band to go to crook park to it's a whole life experience really that artane gives them beyond the musicianship and and i, I really value that so much for him he, he doesn't know how, how lucky he is really but i i hope he keeps it up because it is it's like it's 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 been part of a team without um without necessarily being competitive isn't it like it's exactly. sorry because yeah, barbara, barbara would all three of us here have have kids that are learning or have learned music as well I'm so let's, let's talk a little bit about this Edmund, because it's not the easiest thing thing to do no, in the world is no, to convince Ryan, got, Ryan, Ryan got an awful baptism of fire there was a two years ago <laughs> in i i wanted to do i finally got legs that worked and got to do paddy's day parade with our and marching on paddy's day it was like yeah Happy up and poor old nine was beside me. Do you think I knew where we were in the music night? What piece is next? But here's this adult who's supposed to know, and I have this kid telling me, Where are we going now? What piece is next? What's that? What's he doing here? Um, yeah, poor old nine. And all the photos, I think there's one of you uh, with him beside you uh, in the batch yeah. of photos from earlier. Yeah, it was a great yeah. day. So how how do, you, how do you guys convince your your band kids to uh, to practice? So <laughs> I want to see whether whether I have any uh, whether I can pick up any new methods for convincing them to practice. <laughs> well, your whole I, I image of the benevolent Hannah is going to vastly disappear very quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. it's ruthless. Uh, I, I I took the really tough one and uh, my lad wouldn't practice. And I said, fair enough. And I took the clarinet off him and I put it in its case and I told him I was going to sell it. Oh, yeah. That worked. That, that was taking a risk, wasn't it? For, for about another week. <laughs> and it was put back I'm in the putting, case. I'm that one in my arsenal of threats. That, I like that. Uh, I'm no. It's still now back in the case and hasn't been taken out. <laughs> you see, I think if I got if I got Ryan on the wrong week with that, he'd tell me to go off and sell it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I think Hazel Mander says, convince them to practice. Uh, threatening them is the only way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's tough because it just you know people people uh, see us as musicians that are with bands and then see that our kids are playing with bands as well and assume that we'll know how to to get them to practice a lot of the time. I mean, as a teacher, Barbara, you've been teaching for years as well, but actually getting your own kids practices. <laughs> But, but that's the thing. It, it's like, it's really weird in that role. Do you do the parent role or do you do the teacher role? You know, right. kind of thing, because it's a case of, do you, that's wrong, because that was my fault. I was at that all the time. Oh, she put in an F sharp. Oh, she try that with a B flat for the crack, you know, this kind of thing. And then it's like, okay, pull back and stop forcing. And to see, would it? No, I'm afraid. Yeah, Mirren's right. Shouting threats and bribery, that is actually the only thing that works. It's funny because the no. other day, Nayan was practicing for his grade, uh, I don't know, I think he's doing grade six this year. And he's um, mm. his teacher, Fabio, great teacher. He He's telling him, you're going to try Rhapsody in Blue. There's a sort of watered down arrangement, which is still really arduous and has a lot of technical bits in it and funny trills and grace notes. And Nayan actually 
he's getting it down. Like he's, he's, you know, over a few weeks, I can see the progress. And I was actually telling him genuinely, and he was all suspicious of my praise saying, Oh, you you know, it's, I mean, it's there's just no winning, you know, even when they do something right and you tell them that they, they don't really uh, believe you or appreciate it. They think they're, yeah. I, I haven't got to those teenage years yet now. I think the two oh, of you are right. ahead. Yeah, so I, I haven't got to that that stage. My, the, the one that works for me right now at the moment is the Nintendo Switch. You know, he doesn't get the Switch until he does his practice. <laughs> That's That seems to be working for me a little bit at the moment, but yeah. I, I don't my, know. My dad, unfortunately, discovered the world of uh, bass guitar and electric guitar, and that's now taken over completely in, in this house. Completely <laughs> in this house. You know, well, well, he's like his mother, he can't stick to one instrument for more than two minutes. Then, so <laughs> like his mother, he can play more to it. Keith, how are we getting on with the flute there? Look, <laughs> I, I, I did a lot of practice today. I, I'm telling you, I'm DCB, look out, I'll be playing with you next year. Um, the only reason I'm not playing flute professionally now at the moment is because there's no gigs out there. That's the only reason. <laughs> oh, you're stupid last year. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, so Hannah, DCB had a big cycling club thing going on this year yeah. um tell me tell me a little bit about this this I was a uh, this was DCB really will make me a better cycling musicians yet <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> this was really unique and interesting actually this whole thing this i didn't any other band do anything like this i think it hatched in the evil mind of one of our flautists actually naomi no she's a powerhouse that girl there's nothing that she can't achieve or set her mind to and then she manages to, like a whirlwind, bring everybody along her wake. I mean, she's just phenomenal, and she's so, such great fun as well. I've, um, I've really gotten to know her better over the years, and uh, I can't get enough of her company. She's one of those beaming, radiant, positive people, and um, she, she is a great cyclist. Like she, again, nothing stops her, and because of the lack of opportunities to play um, with the band and rehearse and everything, we thought. Uh, we had this idea anyway last year. Uh, the committee really wanted to give back to Child Vision, the the, the school for the blind, where um, we have found um, a temporary home for now from the basement in the North Great Georgia Street that was just uh, insalubrious and just too small anyway for us to practice as a band. Um, so they very kindly took us in. They have a beautiful overhaul gym hall. Um, it's not really a gym hall. It's just one of those nice old halls with wooden beams. and everything. It's, it's beautiful and spacious and clean and easy. And, uh, and we thought, how can we show our appreciation? So we, the committee wanted to do a fundraiser. Uh, we thought we'd do it as a band, you know, being able to involve everyone uh, and with concerts and playing and even having a project uh, of playing music with some of the children in the school who are very musical and very talented. Uh, that might still be happening down the line. Obviously, it's just postponed, but uh, we still wanted to try and, and raise funds somewhere or other. So the, the cycling fundraiser was uh, was the next best thing, I suppose. And so um, whoever wanted to cycle, the, all the band was amazing as well. Whoever couldn't cycle, they were so generous in donating and spreading the word to the circle of friends and family. So we raised 10 and a half grand. Wow. And on the day, so we kind of trained for about six, seven weeks um, on and off together on the weekends. And 11 of us took part on the day. Uh, one took part in Donegal on her own, another diehard flautist. Uh, those flautists, they're amazing. You, you can't have a band doing anything without them. They're unreal. Uh, Mary, 
Russell, uh, who usually lives in Dublin, and she's, she cycles all around the city all the time anyway. She, that's her mode of transportation. Uh, she did a beautiful 100-kilometer cycle with her husband, sending amazing vistas and photos. Um, and then we couldn't do it on the same weekend because the weather was really bad um, over here, so we, we had to push it one week. Uh, but then when it finally happened, um, Paul and Johanna couldn't do it because of the, the, the restrictions uh, in terms of the the distances with COVID. So they had to do it in Athlone, uh, between Athlone and Mullingar. I think they managed to do theirs. And um, the rest of us in Dublin uh, started in Kilmacud, where Muran Chain lives, and uh, round to Dunleary, up around the hill of Hoth. So they met me in Hoth. We had a little pit stop on my street, did a mini performance, about 15 minutes. Um, and then we took off again, and then Naomi did this beautiful route, and I'd say 80% of it was uh, cycle tracks, so very secure, very safe, uh, all the way through the North uh, Dublin, out Phoenix Park, out to Lucan, uh, another pit stop, back around through Harold Cross, to the Southern Royal Canal, Harold Cross, and then uh, to Hazel and Derek's uh, estate in Rathfarnham, where we had another mini performance where people donated as well, just coming onto their doorstep and, you know, wondering what's going on and then hearing about the, the whole project. And it's it's just people's goodwill is everywhere. You can tap into it, I'm telling you. It's just so heartwarming. And then we went back again all the way to uh, Muren's house to finish the the, to the circle. So, it, so on the day, Seven did 100 kilometers. I did 65 and Noel Kavanagh um, bravely also came on his bike and cycled with us some some of the way. He he was so inspirational to all of us. He'd meet us on this uh, cycle track out in um, Tala, I think, or further out, I forget the exact name, uh, Corcra Park, I think it's called. And, uh, you know, he'd give us something to shoot for on the weekend to go meet him on the track and <laughs> and do our bit of training with him. And it's just amazing. So, so yeah, 10 and a half grand later, we, we got wow. the resources school that uh, we had promised them so it was but it was all collective and effort yeah and frank duff who uh, supplied the team with the gear <laughs> the right. he actually had uh, his hip operated uh, recently and he still managed to hobble along and come and play oh, wow. uh, i mean it's just phenomenal yeah it's so everybody everybody pulled more than their weight for that to to happen so yeah when 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 collective minds and energies uh, get together, it's it's unstoppable. This whole band thing, isn't it? It's infectious. <laughs> all of all of that energy hasn't been able to go into rehearsals this year. Think, look, like that's and 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 it's being Dublin concert band is using that energy in other ways, and I think I think that's great. I mean, Child Vision as well, just to 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 make the musical connection there as well. Um, Root Hickey, uh, who was my clarinet teacher for years, uh, and was a, a friend of, of of Barbara's as well, and an amazing clarinet player. Um, uh, she she's with Child Vision now. She, she's one of the, uh, the, the, the head of development. Of yeah. We're trying to convince her to come back to her clarinet and join us as well. So hopefully, when when all normality resumes. And she'll, she'll be coming down as well. And it's well, again, don't the ties go deep in the community. Don't yeah, take her. Don't, ask, don't ask Ruth. Tell her. Uh, she's <laughs> coming back. She said she didn't have a clarinet. I told her there's one here she can have. So she's no you. excuses. 
I tell you what, she'd be a good get for any band. She's an amazing player. Absolutely. And she wouldn't count as one of your professionals either for competition purposes, which is, yeah. <laughs> that's a good get. Yeah. Um, so, um, no, that's 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 great. It's it's great that Child Vision and Dublin Concert Band have been able to uh, be mutually beneficial to each other like that. I think that's... Um, that's a, that's amazing that that that's a, a really good news story um and uh well hannah thank you thank you so much i, I do have one question about tcb because i've never been at a dcb oh, yeah. rehearsal uh so i have one one important question that i'm asking every band uh do you have a tea break in your rehearsals and if if not why not and if so who organizes the tea and biscuits it's it's not a rehearsal if there's no tea break in my mind. I mean, I think have the drive and put people to come to rehearsal is the tea break so we can catch up with each other. And yeah. um, I mean, the committee is on top of it. There's always goodies galore and options. I know it, it's, it's the best. What's that, Barbara? We need to find someone that doesn't have a tea break. Well, there's, I'm going to start making a list. There's going to be a running list here. I'll, I'll, I'll be even able to bring it up onto the screen of the bands that have said, yes, they do have a tea break. And the ones, because we know, I'm not going to name any names, but we know the bands that aren't having tea breaks and they need to change their ways because that's the way that you get better. You get you get better effectiveness out of your rehearsals if you stop and have a tea break. <laughs> I think it has to be a prerequisite to be on the nomination for the Bands of Ireland anyway. Whoever I comes from so. and doesn't have a tea break is eliminated. I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We'll have we'll have to get onto the judges about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually an award for future years. The best tea break out there. People can show us pictures of the tea breaks that they're having. That's that's there. There, there's an idea for 2021. We'll see which band is doing the best tea breaks. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I know a very dangerous. Band there. <laughs> <laughs> that's one I, thing. Also, I realized about bands, and I'm the least competitive person. But boy, people can get so competitive about such weird, random things. It's amazing. <laughs> I've I've seen pictures of uh, you know I've, I've been at some rehearsals where where band members are bringing in proper cheesecakes and everything you know so uh, I don't know maybe maybe we maybe that's the next uh, step uh, step um, Barbara to asking bands whether they're having tea breaks now we we need to see who's having the best tea breaks. Well, um, no, that's the only one way that that can be judged realistically, and that's that me anyway. I don't care about you or anyone. <laughs> and actually sit in for those tea breaks. That might be. That might be the way to do it. That might yeah. be the way to do it. Yeah. We're just looking for playing with more bands than you already have. <laughs> How is that even possible? We need to sort out the tea break, so we have to go do them all. Like. <laughs> Well, Hannah, look, it's been absolutely brilliant having you um, on, so much, the, on the live stream. And uh, it's been great to talk a bit bit about DCB as well tonight because they, they do they do amazing work. And I, I think sometimes, if I'm honest, I, I think sometimes they don't get the credit for some of the amazing work that they do because they're national winners all the time. You know, so I don't think they get the credit for the community work, I think, that they do a lot of the time. So it's been great to, to, to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, Offhand, do you know where people can find out more about Dublin Concert Band if they uh, would like to find out more? Sure, yeah, we have a website, uh, dublinconcertband.ie. We have a Facebook page, and I think there's a Twitter feed as well that Mirren is handling. And um, 
yeah, we're just an email or a phone call away, you know, it's uh, or a click away. Brilliant. Like. Hannah, thank you so much. Thanks so much, guys. Have a nice evening. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Good Hannah. <laughs> Good night, everyone, and make sure you get your nominations in. People like Hannah out there and many, many others out there deserve to be recognized for the work that they do. And um, if you if you have someone that you'd like to nominate, bandsofireland.com forward slash awards. And uh, you have until the 28th of November, after which we'll have one week. And on the 5th of December, we will have our uh, awards announced and yes alan we will be giving the judges the nominations <laughs> to review <laughs> good night everyone good night thanks again bye, bye, -bye.